Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from The Message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. I am going to talk a little bit this morning about a psalm. So we're, we're in Mental Health Awareness Week, and when I feel wobbly, which happens more than I would probably confess to any of you, uh, I turn to the psalms because I find them to always be relevant, always be life-giving, always have something deep and wonderful uh, to teach me, to steady me, to encourage me, and I hope that that is something that you will find as we spend a bit of time in the Psalms this morning. So I'm going to read Psalm 46. I'm sure you know it. It's a very familiar one, Uh, but as I read it, um, you might want to read along with your own um, version if you want to, or if you'd rather just sit and listen, then why don't you just... Get yourself comfortable, hands in your lap, two feet on the floor, sat up nicely, paying attention, close your eyes. I sound like a teacher, right? And um, <clears throat> Sorry if that's bringing about bad, bad memories. Uh, close your eyes. I'm just going to read the scriptures over us. So Psalm 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord God Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's a beautiful scripture. I found out yesterday when I was doing a little bit of research that it was actually written for the ladies' voices. Not many of the Psalms are. In fact, I think this is the only one. But it made me like it even more when I found that out. Um, And I think... We've all got a responsibility when going through hard times, when feeling wobbly, um, to make a choice at proximity this weekend. And if you get a chance to listen back to the talks, I'd really encourage you to do so. But at proximity, we had a lady called Ness Wilson speak. She leads the Pioneer Network. And she talked about loss. And she very sadly lost her daughter uh, last year or the year before, very very recently. And she said, um, when it comes to loss in our lives, there's a, a primary loss, a loss that we cannot choose, a loss that happens to us, a loss that comes as part of living in a broken and fallen world. But she says there's a secondary loss that we need to be aware of and careful of. And that's the loss that can happen in terms of our relationship with God and in terms of our souls if we make a choice um, that, that to look away from God and a choice to, to, to cut connection with our friends and our relatives and, and the people who love us. And, um, and what she was saying was that you, you always have a choice. Whatever has happened to you, however awful it might be or not, um, you have, a, you have a, 
a responsibility to guard your soul and to keep your connection with God and your relationship with God good. But that is a choice. And I think that's why it's good to speak to your soul sometimes and to, to sit in these kind of scriptures which build confidence and, and, and look your face and take all your issues and problems straight to God rather than to anywhere else. Verses 1 to 3, they talk about God being a place of refuge, a place of safety. It talks about God being our strength when we are weak. How often have we prayed for strength when we are weak? And it talks, doesn't it, in the scripture about in our weakness, God, you are strong. It almost, God almost requires us to be aware of and okay with our weakness so that he can move, so that he can help us. And then it goes on and it says, we will not fear. And it talks about different types of fears. Fears of what may happen in the natural world. I know that lots of people, there was some research that Tear Fund did, wasn't there, not that long ago, which said the younger generation carry significant fear about what is going on in the natural world. Uh, earthquakes, um, tsunamis, all sorts of global warming stuff. Um, but if we have faith in God, we do not need to fear what is going on in the natural environment. We don't need to fear what people may do to us. He talks about wars and armies that might come against us. But again, we are not to have fear in those situations. And I struggle with not having fear sometimes, but I had a little revelation a couple of weeks ago that I don't just have to not pray to have fear, but I can actually pray for courage. I can just ask God and say, God, I need an extra injection of courage here. Have you asked God for courage recently? Verses four to six are also beautiful and life-giving. They talk about the river, the river whose streams make glad the city of God. I don't know what it is about that phrase, but it's something that it's, it's one of those scriptures that just stick in my head and they come back to me when I'm just pottering around doing life things. Um, but you find pictures of the river all through scripture. Um, Ezekiel talks about the river that flows from the temple. Revelation, it talks about the river that flows from the city. The river is God's presence. And this scripture reminds us that God's presence is always with us. He will never withdraw himself. His face is always available for us. Are we seeking God's presence today? That river makes us glad. It brings joy. It brings security. God is ever present. He brings help, not just at the end of the day when you're at your end of the rope, but it talks about help at the beginning of the day. The first thing, how often do we seek God first thing in the morning? And then we have this little um, refrain that is um, repeated. God is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And when you think about a fortress, often I think about a place that you kind of retreat to or a place where you're trapped or a place that's kind of, you often think or often think about those things that you find in National Trust gardens, you know, all brick and cold. But actually, a fortress in this context is a place of protection, a place of security. It's even a place of hope because our hope is in the fortress. Our hope is in the presence of God. And finally, let's look quickly, and this is a bit whistle-stop, but I want us to have time to pray, and the scriptures speak for themselves anyway. But verses 8 to 10 says, come and see what God has done. And how often do our souls get lifted, does our faith get strengthened when we see what God has done? Again, this weekend, we had incredible testimonies of people's lives changed. We said, come and see what God has done. Come and see that I was once about to be sectioned, subject to domestic violence, and now I've got a fire in my belly. Come and see that I was once written off and my dad said I'd never amount to anything. And in a prison cell, I wondered, is there any more to life than this? And I met with Jesus. Come and see. And that's why we tell testimonies 
isn't it? That's why we tell stories. It's not just a nice gap filler in the program. It's essential for our souls to come and see what God has done. Let's keep telling these stories, seeking them out, writing them down, recording them, whatever you can do. And finally, oh, it talks about come and see the desolations that the Lord has brought on the earth. And I thought, well, that's a bit negative. But actually, this is talking about God's victory, God's victory over his enemies, God's power over those things that he does not allow to have power in the long term. Desolation of addiction, desolation of broken relationships, desolation of poverty, desolation of loneliness. We're good to have more desolation in those areas, right? We're good to see God have more victory in those areas. This is what we hope for and dream for. And finally, that precious verse, be still and know that I am God. Ten years ago, almost to this day, I had a a friend and he was getting married to his childhood sweetheart. And she'd been battling with cancer for two or three years. And and it wasn't looking great, but we thought, you know, we're going to get to the wedding. We're going to celebrate and then come what may, they'll be married. And and sadly, in the weeks leading up to their wedding, she got more and more sick. And she ended up in hospice end of life care. And even in the sort of three or four days before the wedding, we were praying. And she seemed to rally. And we were like, we're going to get her to the wedding. And that had become the, you know, that had become the focus of all of our attention get her to Saturday get her to the wedding they'll be they can be married and then come what may they've been married they've achieved this goal and then we were driving over to the wedding on the Friday we got a call in the morning on the way uh, saying very sadly she passed away this morning she didn't make it to the wedding and we had this whole plan there was a wedding planned everyone was invited we were all on the way so we went to the church and we had we called it a not wedding because it wasn't a wedding and it wasn't a funeral. It was when we didn't have the language. But I remember at that at that ceremony where there was a groom but no bride, where there was a family in mourning. The one thing that made sense was this verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. And we just sang it over and over again. You'll know the chorus. I'm not going to sing it to you now. But it was... That was the thing that held us. That was the thing that spoke to us. In scripture, there is always something for every moment. But there's things like that that are so important to hang on to and to remember and to get life in the right order. Because in the toughest of times, when we feel broken and shattered, God is with us. Be still and know that he is God. So let me pray for us this morning. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are our refuge, a place we can retreat to, a place of protection. Thank you that you are our strength. Thank you that you are ever-present. Thank you that your presence never leaves us, that you make us glad. Thank you, God, that you are working and we can see what you have done. Thank you, God, that you are at war against some of the powers and the principalities of this earth that we desire to see victory over. And God, thank you among everything else that we can know that you are God, that you will be exalted and that you are with us. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a brand new episode there right now.